This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You are listening to the Career Talk Straight Up No Chaser podcast, where we have blunt, honest, transparent conversations. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis, and I have been recruiting for several years, both in the agency world as well as corporate America. I have my master's degree in human resources management, and my passion really is helping people find both joy and happiness in their careers. This podcast was created to help people throughout their career as you really do deserve to love the work you do and get excited to go to work. And I want to help you with that. I have created a Facebook community for the listeners of this podcast to come together and support each other on their career journeys. Simply head over to Facebook and search the name of this podcast, Career Talk, Straight Up, No Chaser, and click join. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. This is episode number nine, and we are going to be talking about getting through your work day, work week, or even work month after having to say goodbye. And just as a warning, this episode does get emotional. So every now and again, we go through hell. This could be in the form of a loss or a big fight or just something really bad happens. And that that is the life we live, right? Like as humans, we go through tough shit. And today, I just wanted to talk to you guys about how I got through my work day, and then that kind of led into getting through my work week. And kind of the month, when I think about it, after I had to say goodbye, And the reason I wanted to talk to you guys about this is because as we go through, you know, tough times in our life, there are things that we can do to change our work day, but still show up and still be there and and get our job done. But there are ways that, you know, some of us can change certain things about our job to accommodate what we're going through. So about, um, by the time this podcast released about three weeks ago, I lost my my collie. And this was really hard. And I just wanted to share with you kind of that day and how I got through it, but still worked. And this is still a really emotional topic. But I think this could benefit other people out there to kind of share how I was able to still show up and get work done, but also process and try and get through this without being a blubbery mess. (laughs) So I got up in the morning and I went to let the girls out because I have another dog who's a Pomeranian. And I noticed that Tia couldn't move. She couldn't, well, she could move. She could move her, her head and like her chest but she was unable to stand up. So, in like a little bit of her tongue was hanging out. And by a little bit, I mean like, I don't know, maybe like a fourth of an inch, just a teeny tiny bit. And I thought she was just kind of like, 
now dogs and they stop panting and they kind of have like a little bit stick in their tongue on a little teeny tiny bit and I was like oh maybe she was just hot or something and and so I was like Tia let's go you know because she was old and she had arthritis and hip dysplasia and you know like typical old lady collie things going on and so sometimes she just needs a little bit of a cheer a cheer session so I'm like Tia come on let's get up you can do it it's about time so she put her paw on the floor and tried to push herself up and she couldn't do it so of course knowing that she was old and she had some of these issues. I was like, oh shit. I let my Pomeranian out because she is, she'll just be on the floor. Let's just be real about it. Like she doesn't care. She's like, I'll just pee. If you don't let me out, I'm just going to go on the floor. It's fine. Um, even though it's not fine. So I ran her downstairs real quick because I live on the third floor, right next to the elevator. So that, or the, not next to the elevator, right next to the stairs. So that's convenient. We ran down the stairs. She went out. We ran back upstairs. And I immediately called my mom because if Tia couldn't stand, I couldn't lift her. She's about a 90-pound dog. And in order to lift large dogs without hurting them, she needed to be able to stand up. And you kind of forklift them, right? So you put, like, one arm uh, kind of under their, their front legs and the other right in front of their, their back legs. And you forklift them up. So that's a... A safe way to carry a large dog and she can do that so I couldn't carry her so call my mom I said mom I need help and of course I'm crying and a blubbering mess and she's on her way over it takes her about an hour to get here because it's morning rush hour and immediately email my manager because two managers actually because I recently switched and my current my old manager was local and my new manager was not local she's on the west coast so I immediately emailed the, both managers and I let them know that I had to take my dog to the vet and I didn't know what time I was going to be working and if I was going to be able to make it into work and I would have called them because that's the more responsible thing to do but I didn't have their phone numbers because I am uh, fairly new to this organization so I laid there with her trying to comfort her and fortunately, by the time my mom had got here, I had already said goodbye. She didn't make it. So we took her to the vet, and then we just needed time. So we went to get coffee, and we were just talking and laughing about all the good times. So I came home, and I cried a bunch, <laughs> like a lot. And... And I emailed my manager, and I just let them know that she unfortunately didn't make it, and that I was going to work at home, and they were both extremely understanding. And the reason I did that is because I knew I could get up and shower and put on makeup and do my hair and get into work, and I could be there late, and that would be fine, because this all happened pretty early in the morning, like the whole thing started around 6, so, and I usually don't start work till 9. I could have worked almost a normal day, but I knew that I wasn't going to be able to hold it together throughout the day. So I was like, I need to work at home so I can let myself feel the feels and process, but also still get stuff done. And so I emailed them, I cried some more, but then I went to my calendar and I said, this is really important, I need to cancel all my unimportant meetings, which brought me a little bit of joy in itself because unimportant meetings are the thing that just drive me batshit crazy. And then I looked at my calendar and everything that was important, I just sent an email to whoever was in the meeting, and I just said, hey, I'm going to need to reschedule. And I didn't say why, and I didn't give them an alternative time. I just said I need to reschedule. My apologies for the late notice, because it was in the morning, and it was for a meeting that day. So it was kind of late notice. 
And I think it was really important to not give a time because what if I said tomorrow, but tomorrow I was still a mess. Or if I said Thursday, because it's happened on a Tuesday. So if I said two days from now, and I'm still a mess. Or Friday, and I'm still a mess. So I just said I need to reschedule. A lot of that. Simple. And as a recruiter, part of my job is to do phone interviews with people. So I rescheduled a lot of those phone interviews. And the reason I did that, I still probably could have talked to people. But if we think about the importance of recruiting, and I'm talking to these people who potentially are going after their dream job. If my head is in a really sad place because I just said goodbye to an amazing dog, that's not fair for me to show up for them, but only be like 20, 30, 40% there because that's their life, that's their career, that is their future. And I respect people's careers. It's an important conversation and it wouldn't be fair to them to have that conversation if I wasn't gonna be able to show up fully for them. So I let them know I need to reschedule. I didn't say why, I just let them know I needed to reschedule. And I made a list of things I could do throughout the day even if I was going to cry or felt like sad or if I was crying. And as a recruiter, I do phone interviews with people and I also source people. So I send a lot of emails trying to get people to have phone interviews with me so I can recruit them over the phone. So I sourced. I sourced all day. I sourced all week. I think I had two phone interviews that week, Tuesday through Friday, and they were Thursday, I think one Thursday, one Friday. And I knew that I would be able to have one phone interview each day and be able to show up fully. But I wasn't sure if I could do two. Typically, I'm like three to five a day. So I sourced. I worked a full eight hours that day. But that eight hours took me about ten and a half hours because I took breaks as I needed. I cooked myself lunch. I just took the time. And if I felt like I needed to just sit there and cry for a few minutes, I did that. And I was at home and I was sourcing so I wasn't on anyone else's schedule. I didn't have to do something at a particular time. As the week went on, I just reevaluated each day what was on my plate. And I figured out what I could do that day and what I, did, I, I probably shouldn't be doing that day. So... I know some people are like, oh my gosh, you lost your dog, this is ridiculous, like why would you, why is this a thing? Because it's really important. The emotional attachment I have with my pets is probably to the extreme. (laughs) I fully understand that. Look at that in a different situation. Maybe you lost a family member or a really close friend and, you know, a couple days pass and... You need to go back to work, but you're still really sad. There are some jobs, and I fully get that, where you can't say, hey, I can do this today, but I can't do that, but both are part of my job, so that's okay. So I get that, but I think there's a lot of positions out there where we can do that, where we can show up for the time we're able to and then tweak our schedules if we need to. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because... Like I said in the beginning, we all go through really, really tough shit, and it sucks, but we can still show up, we can still get work done, go to work, and do what we can with the situation we're in. And this doesn't have to just be for for loss, it could be, you know, for anything. If you're just having a rough day, if you're having a hard time focusing, you know, to make a list of all the things that you do throughout the day, or throughout the week, or throughout the month. And and really tailor your schedule to what you're able to do in that moment or in that day. 
So you can still show up and you can be there for your team, but you can be there in a way that's going to add value and be productive. In this next part, I just wanted to go over eight things that I have been doing to kind of get through this process. And if you've never lost a pet or lost, you know, someone or something that's important to you, you know, feel free to move on. But I just want to share this because I think for the pet lovers out there, it's it can be so hard. So number one, I was grateful. And this is going to sound super corny, and I understand that, and I don't care. But I would thank Tia for being my dog almost every day. And I think Little Dog, well, a.k.a. Roxy. Uh, so Tia was big. Little Dog is little. So because people didn't remember their names ever, I just big dog, little dog. So Little Dog, I thank her every day too. And I'm thankful that they picked me. Because I think as much as we like to think we pick our dogs and we save them, I think they pick us and they save us. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Number two, I let myself cry. And there was a extremely emotional situation that happened about a month ago. Not Tia passing away, but something else about three weeks before that, actually, about a month and a half ago. And prior to that, I was always the person who pushed aside my feelings and I didn't I was like, oh, I don't have time to feel, feel the feels. I don't have time to deal with emotions. I don't have time to process feelings because I have to get things done. I need to push aside my feelings so my brain can step in and focus and be productive. What I learned after about 20 years of pushing aside my feelings and trying to use my brain instead of uh, my emotions is that's just a bunch of bullshit. And I needed to let myself feel the feels and process both good and bad emotions. So number two is I let myself cry if I needed to. Number three is I spent a lot of time thinking about the joy that she brought to me and literally everyone around her. We have complete strangers in my building that would be so happy every time they saw her because she was so happy. And that girl spread joy like freaking the flu in Minnesota in the winter, <laughs> let me tell you. Summer four was I took breaks when I needed. And my eight hour day, some days was a 10, 10 and a half, 11 hour day. But I took the breaks I needed and I let myself have that time. And number five was I exercised. And this might sound funny, but I know scientifically Exercise improves my mood. I also know by trial and error, exercise improves my mood. So as much as I didn't want to get all sweaty and gross, I got all sweaty and gross and I didn't do anything crazy. I think one day I did a few like stability, I did like five stability bowel exercises. I just did three sets each, nothing crazy. But then I actually started doing yoga because I just needed to like calm the F down. But I felt better, it worked, it did work. And I am a strong advocate for exercise and people just moving because it does improve your mood and it makes you healthy. Putting aside everything physical about it, like physical attractiveness about exercising, it just makes people happy. It makes you a better person. Number six is I talked with a couple of good friends about what had happened because I know myself and I'm a person who will just let things get bottled up and I needed to get it out. So I talked about what had happened with a couple of good friends and I just, I just got it out there. Number seven is I loved on my little dog like crazy. All day, all week, all month. 
she is probably really annoyed with me because I just keep bugging her. I'm like, little duck, come here, come here, come here. I want to play with you. I want to play with you. Come here, fluff me. No, she's, she's soaking it up. But I loved her up because she was sad too and she needed love. And number eight is I found myself laughing through the tears about how spoiled this dog was. So I got her in 06 and I was still living at my mom's house. And this dog, let me tell you, we started her life with us by getting her own couch. We had to have a big dog couch that she could jump on. And she got a new door. She got a glass, so like a storm door, is that what they're called? Like the first door before the big door? I think it's a storm door. A glass one. So from the top of the door to the bottom of the door is all glass. So she could not just stand and look, but she could lay down in front of the door and look out the door at the bunnies and the squirrels and whatever crazy shit was in that yard. She had everything. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous and it's embarrassing, but it's hilarious at the same time. She was spoiled to, to ridiculous levels, but so worth it. She was amazing. She had orthopedic dog bed, breed, duck and squirrel and bunny toy you could possibly think of, treats galore. She spoiled it, but this, the level of spoiled is just comical. So I spent a lot of time just laughing about it. So if you're experiencing a loss, that's just some of the things that I was doing to help myself get through it. And still go to work and show up for my team, but in a way that was effective. I hope you found this information helpful and valuable. As always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really do appreciate it. Uh, you can find more information in this episode show notes at findingthebestfit.com. And don't forget to join our Facebook group if you are interested in being part of a community that helps and supports one another on their career journey. I would also be forever grateful if you could rate and review this podcast so we can help other people find us. Thank Thank you so much and I hope you have a fantastic day. Bye guys.